Hey guys, it's Allison. I am so glad you're here with me. I want to tell you that this podcast, From Weeds to Wildflowers, it's all about resilience. So then it's pretty much about life. And if you've ever experienced life, then this podcast could possibly be for you. I want to put a disclaimer out there first. I am not a therapist. I'm not here to give you advice or to tell you what to do. What I am though is human. Yep, same as you. A human being that has an immense desire to want to help people discover ways to heal. There is so much suffering in this world, some of which stems from outside influences, but most of our suffering comes from within, from our own devices. And that is what worries me the most. I too have suffered, and yes, some of which came by means of my own hands. I would love for you to join me and walk alongside me as we navigate this wonderful, beautiful, sometimes frightening thing we call life. Let's find out what we're made of, and perhaps we can find ways we can do it better. Help me to unearth skills to dig deep in search of proverbial water that heals. Let's learn how to bloom wherever we find ourselves not just where we're planted, and uncover the source of our own innate personal happiness. Come on now, let's do this together. Hey guys, so this is episode one. And to kick off this podcast, I wanted to share a little bit of myself with you right off the bat. I want to do this so that you can get an idea of who I am and kind of what I'm about. But if I'm completely transparent, this podcast isn't about me. Sure, I'll share parts of me here and there on solo episodes, as well as probably a thing or two about me trickled in throughout episodes that I talk with friends. But the podcast itself is about all of us. We are a collective, whether you think so or not. We are the human race. I truly believe that the more human we become, the more humanity that lives and breathes within us, then the more we're able to heal and capable of healing ourselves as well as the collective. And you know what, guys? (laughs) We need healing. So, here it goes. It'll probably be a little messy. My name is Allison Tweedy. I was born and raised in Bountiful, Utah, and I come from a family of six kids. Five girls and one boy, not in that order. And I come in as child number four. I've always been the black sheep of my family. And if you ask any of my family members, I'm sure they'd probably agree. They will probably also tell you that I am the one that has to do things the hard way, whatever that means. And I've always done it that way, apparently. So a year after I graduated from high school, I got married. And then over the next 10 years... I proceeded to have four great kids, a girl and three boys in that order, all of which are now grown and on their own. I'm also lucky enough to be a grandma, a grandma to the cutest boy on earth. 
So I was a cosmetologist for about 20 years, and then I went back to school to get my nursing degree. I just barely quit mainstream nursing in February of 2022. I quit to try my hand at something new, something different, something that's been calling to me. So I want to explain this a little bit. I've always known or felt since I was actually quite young that I had a quote-unquote calling in life. And I know you're probably saying, well, doesn't everyone? And the answer to that would be a resounding yes. Although I don't know that many feel the need to find out what that calling is, let alone set out to find it. And I too could be classified in that category myself for many years. I mean, I grew up in a pretty normal family. A mom and dad, siblings, went to school, had dreams, aspirations, many of which came from the ideas of others for me. I got married. I had children, raised those children, and was so busy with life that that calling I spoke of, well, it was pretty easy to push down. Life was so busy that I was able to keep pushing that calling down, down, deep down in a way so as to not get in the way of the life that I was living at that time. But after my kids grew up and they needed me less and they started leaving home, I was able to once again then hear those voices to fill that deep urge, that deep call to return to myself. This time, the call was undeniable. It was different than before. And I could no longer question it, nor could I refute it. (laughs) And yet, I was still able to let life get in the way. But the feelings continued. The voices continued. They returned again and again. So much so that after my second divorce, they became fierce. They came in earnest They were calling me to quit my job and take a step off of that proverbial cliff into the unknown without a safety net. Scary, right? Yeah, I thought so too. So, typical me, you might get tired of hearing this because it seems to be a theme throughout my life, right? Instead of heeding the call fully, I thought that I would find my path on my days off. Needless to say, that didn't work either, and the voices continued stronger than before. So finally, after almost three years, I listened to the voices that called to me. I quit my steady healthcare job to strike out on my own into the unknown, hoping and praying that the universe had my back. Let me kind of give you a little background. I am a type 1 diabetic. And so to break off on my own into the unknown without having insurance anymore was more than scary. It was frightening. In retrospect, the only thing that I knew about what was going to happen was that I wanted to help people to heal. But more importantly, I wanted to help people to find their own unique path to healing. 
and it had nothing to do with being a nurse. I wanted to provide others with ideas and tools that they could use and adapt to themselves. I wanted to give them motivation. I wanted to be their cheerleader. I wanted to remind them and let them see the power that they wield within themselves. The power to heal. The power to love. The power to change. I, myself, didn't need to heal anyone. As a matter of fact, I can't heal anyone. I'm not that powerful. No one is, nor do I have that power for you to gift to you. This power, the power to truly heal, can only be found and come from within yourself. And you know what? You've always had it. It's always been there and you've always been able to use it. So once I quit my job, well, this is where my journey began in earnest. I've always had what I would call inklings or what some people might call thoughts, um, hunches, intuitions, premonitions, whatever, since I was quite young. The problem was that I was so perplexed when I was younger, so caught up in wondering as to whether these thoughts were coming from my own mind or a higher source that I kept myself from actually following through with these inklings, these thoughts. Little did I know that whether they were coming from myself or a higher source, that they were one in the same. So as my journey embarked, I promised myself that when I received these inklings, I would follow through with them, no matter what was told to me, and no matter where they came from. So since that time, I've been following whatever these intuitions told me, wherever they led me. No questions asked, just following through. And you know what? I've never regretted it. I've been rewarded in one way or another because of it. They didn't start out with anything immense, you know, small and simple things that I needed to do. Simple things like send a note to so-and-so or text this person, call your sister Paint a picture that feels like grace. Sit down and breathe. I felt in many instances in the beginning that the universe was not only guiding me, but after some time, I also felt that it was testing me, seeing if I could be trusted with the things I was given, as well as trusted with things I was about to receive, and if I would follow through. I truly believe that the universe had to know and trust that I would follow through, that had to trust me. And I feel that once I proved my willingness in small things, that other things were unfolded to me. And little by little, the things became bigger. One of those things was actually this podcast. And I'll tell you, I've not been shown the entirety of the journey. I've only been shown just one or two steps in front of me. Maybe part of this is because the universe knows me, right? And I am easily overwhelmed with certain things. And so just a step or two ahead, maybe is sometimes all I can handle. But this is rather difficult for people to understand, people in my life. And they ask me all of the time, 
What are you doing? Where are you going? For how long? Where are you going first? And the list goes on and on. Most people want some sort of itinerary. They want total clarity and certainty in my path for them. They want to feel secure. And I'm sure that those closest to me want safety for them to feel that I am safe. I don't have any of that to give. I can't give somebody that reassurance. But I do trust in a higher power, whatever you want to call it, source, the divine, God, the great spirit, it doesn't matter. I trust that this higher power knows me personally and wants me to receive all that it has in store for me. That it has me cradled in its arms and because of this, I will continue to follow the thoughts and impressions that I receive. That was a little heavy. Sorry. (laughs) So, now that you know a little bit about me, probably more than you wanted to know about me, but now for the why of this podcast. Why from weeds to wildflowers? The search for resilience. I did tell you a little bit in my trailer as to how I got the name from weeds to wildflowers. I will share a real quick bit about it, that I was on a walk one day and I had asked before that walk for some inspiration. I knew I was to start a podcast and I had an idea kind of of what it was going to be about, but I needed a title. And while I was walking, this path that I was walking on was basically dirt, except for the weeds. And as I was walking along this path, I happened to notice those weeds, more so than I had in the past. And the thoughts that came to my mind were, wow, how resilient are weeds? (laughs) They grow without provocation. They grow without being planted. They don't have a direct water source, and yet they grow. They are green. And most of the time, they're greener than the lawns that you meticulously water, right? I know, most people think of them as a nuisance or bothersome. But if you really look at them, they are the poster child for resilience. They have had to learn how to dig deep and how to spread their roots far to find water. And I just believe that that's something that we need to do ourselves. So that's where the name from Weeds to Wildflowers came on, came from. But as I told you before, I'm a nurse by degree. When I began my nursing journey, my thought was to graduate and go into wellness What I really wanted to do was help people prevent diseases that wreak havoc in their bodies by helping them and instructing them on how to live better, healthier lives, lives that they lived longer and were able to experience more from life than spending all of their time at the doctor's office, taking pills, numbing their pain, just treating symptoms and trying to find relief in a prescription bottle 
or off the streets. I wanted to be involved in wellness, not illness. Well, there was no money and consequently no jobs in wellness. I quickly found out that most people are not interested in prevention. Nope, most only want to think about their health once problems start. Wellness takes work and not just once. Work that we would call maintenance. In a world where fast food, fast cars, and fast everything else is at our fingertips, either with the touch of a screen or a button, who wants to work at wellness? I've heard this before many times. Can't I just take a pill? Can't I get skinny with a pill instead of changing the way I eat or taking the time to put in some exercise? Can't I just fix my anxiety with a pill rather than taking the time for mindfulness, meditation, breath work, and if needed, therapy? I believe that we, as a collective, as a society, and as a human race, have lost a lot of our ability to be resilient, to self-heal, self-soothe. It's in this fast-paced, instant gratification world that we find ourselves. I feel we've become entitled to a point. And that everything we want or need should be effortless, easy, and our results should be immediate. I'm not pointing fingers, don't get me wrong. Because if I do, three of my fingers are pointing right back at me. I too have been guilty of this. But you know what? If we want fruit, if we want real results, it requires effort. For fruit is labored for. All good and lasting things require some effort some work. I'm not saying that everything needs to be hard or difficult, time-consuming and demanding. Those words tend to bring up feelings or thoughts of negativity and suffering. That's not what the word effort means. I looked it up. Trust me. It means a conscious exertion of power, a serious attempt. So although it doesn't always require blood, sweat, and tears, it does say you need to make a conscious attempt. So, what does that look like to you? What does a conscious attempt look like to you? And more importantly, maybe you should be asking yourself, what results are you looking for? So, the last eight years of my life have been Some of the most arduous, gut-wrenching, soul-testing, faith-extracting years of my life. But also, definitely the most rewarding when we're talking about personal growth and the transformation of my mind, body, and soul. I've found a peace within myself that didn't exist before now. Hell, I didn't even know could exist. So I'm going to give you a little quote-unquote life according to Allison for a second. From the moment we're born, we're put into a cliched box. Our first box is created by our caregivers. This is a very important box, a very needful box, right? We come out of the womb, we're helpless and totally unable to care for ourselves. We come into this world and our parent or parents or 
caregivers fill the role of caring for us. And hopefully they do so with love, compassion, trust. They're the ones to teach us the basics of life. And they hopefully teach us these things, but they also teach them to us from their own lived experiences. They teach us to walk, to talk, what's safe, their definition of right and wrong, black and white, high and low. You get it, right? Well, as we live and grow, we're inadvertently put into other boxes as well. Some are built by siblings, some by friends, others by teachers, religion, spouses, and I believe, yes, even some of these boxes we've put together for ourselves or put ourselves in unintentionally. So for me, I went from being in that parental box for, you know, most of my youth and into my teens, along with the string of other boxes that ended up being attached to it. And then this group of boxes just seemed to change hands from my parents to my spouse. Not only did I not know a life without walls, without boxes, without being in a box, I was totally unaware of my own lack of self, of who I was in and of myself, who I was literally without my parents telling me who I was, without religion telling me what to believe, teachers telling me what I was supposed to be and what was expected of me, then to a spouse's expectation of me. I never even knew me. No, I'm not saying that we will never need boxes or that some of us don't even want boxes. You know, there are some people who want boxes. But since breaking out of some of my boxes and then absolutely obliterating other boxes of mine, I finally found myself. The self without attachments or accolades the self without expectations of myself that were actually derived from my upbringing or from others' good-intended expectations of me, it was a freedom like no other. A freedom I didn't even know existed, nor knew I even got to choose. I found that I was loved by me, that I was made of love, that I am love. I found that grace exists for me. Not only does it exist for me, I can give it to myself, let alone can I give it to others. That faith is real without it having to be attached to religion and that I have a huge capacity to love others. I found, I should say not found, I remembered that magic exists in every one of us. Every one of us. That there is a rhythm of excitement inside of us that just needs to be uncovered. And that that excitement can light this world on fire. That we are meant to be joyful. Meant to be happy. 
and that life is forever in our favor. So I would love for you to join me every week. I'll be dropping a new episode on Tuesdays, some of which will be solo episodes while others will be sharing time with some of the most amazing individuals that I know. Individuals that are willing to expose their vulnerability as they share stories of experiences in their lives that taught them resilience. I am so excited to talk with them and to talk with you. Come join me. Bring your tool belt along with you because we're going to unpack new tools every week to help us build the life that we live, a life we love, a life we get to navigate better each and every single day. Thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait until next time.